0: Hello, everybody. It's Grizzly from Lexington, Kentucky. How's everybody today? From coast to coast, all around the world, do we have a special guest today, Katie Turner. Boy, where's she going to take us? What road? What path? What rabbit hole are we going to go down to today. How are you doing, Katie?
1: I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for being on the show. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself?
1: Well, uh, my name is Katie Turner, and I'm a sensitive psychic medium. I'm located in the great white north of Ontario, Canada. And, um, you know, I'm a psychic by day, a paranormal investigator by night.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how did you get started in all this?
1: Well, you know what? It started for me uh, before I can even recollect. My family uh, are very sensitive. They're they they're all they all have abilities, and uh, you know, ever since I was I was little, like little little little, I would be telling them stories of uh, visitors that I had of people who passed over, and I would uh, explain to them, you know, premonitions I had. And uh, it all started really when I, I I was I was raised on a haunted farm, and this haunted farm uh, had a lot of intense experiences. And so, as a child, having all of these experiences, and my parents being very supportive about this, um, you know, allowed me to kind of grow and intrigued me. So at a young age, I started doing some research. I'm going to date myself before the internet. I started okay. going to libraries and and watching documentaries and, and stuff like that to try to basically figure out what I was seeing and, and understand it a little bit better. Um, fast forward into high school uh, and, and college, and I, I really started to get into very amateur, may I add, but paranormal investigating. You know, I would take... Um, audio recorders and cameras and video recorders and just try to capture something to prove that I wasn't crazy. Uh, it wasn't until I started my career in real estate. I, w- I was running real estate office for almost 10 years and I was training horses that um, people found out what I could do. Uh, you know, I had started this very serious paranormal team with, you know, some, some really close uh, friends and we started going into homes. Uh, we, were, we were, it's residential up here, a lot of, a lot of residential cases. And so we would go in and help people. Uh, you know, and when people found out what I could do, that I could go in and read locations and, and read and, and give premonitions, uh, they were coming into my office every day asking me for readings. And so I ended up having to quit my job. And here I sit. So I am a full time psychic medium. I do readings all day and I am i do cleansings and investigations when needed at night.
0: Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So growing, So growing up, how did that affect you? I mean, what was going through your mind when you were seeing stuff and and having all these premises and stuff? I mean, how did that how did work with your being such at a young age?
1: It was really confusing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was really confusing because I didn't know what I was seeing. I couldn't understand why I was getting the feelings I was getting. I didn't understand why it would come to me the way it would come to me. Uh, I tell people I'm clairaudient, which is the act of hearing, clairsentient, which is the act of smelling, clairvoyant, which is seeing, claircognizant is the act of knowing and empathic, meaning I pick up on symptoms, whether it be physical or metaphoric. And so I would get all of these downloads, I would get all of these things, and I I didn't know how to metabolize it. I was was confused. Um, I used to, I remember saying to my mother all the time, I don't know how I know, but I just know. I just know this is going to happen, or I just know. It just, it was the act of knowing. But I didn't know that was a thing. It wasn't until I grew up and I did all this research that it made sense to me. I, I it it was something I was like, oh, I get it now. Um, but it was a very natural process. I have family members who are psychic. Uh, my grandmother, God rest her soul, she just passed, but she was one of the the most psychic people I've ever met in my life. Um, however, she was afraid of it. You know, it was something that she was fearful of. My family's very open, you know, we, they see things as well. They have not chosen to become, you know, psychic mediums in terms of giving readings, but they're very sensitive as well. So it definitely passed down through my family. Um, And I was the one that, that chose to kind of go, you know what, let's figure this out. And, and quite frankly, I think the universe made my life a living hell until I embraced this and Said, "Okay, I'll do it." You know, they, they kept being brought into my my uh, vortex, my energy, to say, "We want you to do this." And and so here I am.
0: Now, has this ever affected any of your relationships growing up?
1: Yes, yes, it has actually. Um, so people don't get me. So, so I'll be honest. When I started doing my investigating, I hid behind the name of my paranormal team. I live in a very um, scientific community, a very um, traditional way of thinking community. And I was afraid that that would have a major impact because of what I could do. So, you know, I I kind of used the team's name to go, yeah, well, contact me through here. and, And then, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be blacklisted. But it got to a point where, you know, how can how can one teach your children to be proud of who they are? And, and, and proud of what they are doing if I can't be. And, and it got to the point where I just thought, you know what, I'm okay with me. Whether people believe what I'm seeing, saying, or feeling, it, you know, I sleep well at night knowing I've done the best that I can do. And it was at that point that I was like, no, I, I'm good. I'm okay. I got this. And this is why I decided to speak my truth on on and, and do public things like this. Because I think more people than we've realized are going through it. Affecting relationships, I had boyfriends that didn't understand. I had, you know, friends, girlfriends that didn't understand. Um, but I was very lucky that the rest of my family understood and really they were the, the driving force.
0: Hmm. So psychics, how can anyone can develop their psychic abilities?
1: I'm a firm believer that we all have psychic abilities. I think that we all have the ability. We all use our, our abilities. We just don't realize we're using them. I think some people are um, more cognizant of it than others. Um, but you know, getting that gut feeling, or thinking, you know, that person, you were thinking of that person, and then they phoned you, or you know, you had had an inkling, and then it happened. Those are all psychic abilities. Those are those are acts of of that that energy field that we're tapping into. Um, and I think that once we are consciously aware of these abilities, that is when we can kind of get into the energy field and download these sources better. Um, not everybody has the same abilities. Not everybody downloads information the same way. So for me, I use different methods that you may use or, or somebody else might use. Um, I think it's really great to be able to ground yourself and open yourself up. But I tell people, beware. When you open Pandora's box, sometimes you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. And the same goes for paranormal investigating. Any acts of divination, communication with the other side, or tapping into that timeline can sometimes wreak havoc. So, you know, make sure you know what you want out of this. Make sure that you, you're taking the precautions necessary to be safe when you're trying to open yourself up and then start the grounding process, meditation and heightening your vibrational frequency in order to download information correctly. And once you heighten that vibration, there's no, there's no stopping it. It just keeps coming.
0: Wow. So what do you do to help people? I mean, what's your process?
1: So for me, Uh, People will contact me and ask me for on a psychic level, on a psychic mediumship level, people will contact me when um, they're looking for answers for say, relationships, finances, timelines, you know, what's going to happen in the future um, when they're looking for missing things. Uh, I do missing persons cases. I've worked with the police, um, you know, so when that, in times of uh, 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 in terms of like trying to find things or help people or look into the future, I do that as well as people contact me when they've had a death in the family or they don't know how a family member died or they're desperate to kind of get that feeling back of, of being with that individual, whether it be animal or human. I t- I come in and I'm able to, you know, communicate and tell them things that, Nobody would know but but this person. And so I validate things through the entity to the individual asking questions. On a paranormal scale, um, people will contact me when they think they've had a haunting or they think something's going on. And it's my job. I go in as a psychic medium and I read the, I read the, the location. I get what I feel. At that point, we will uh, set up the equipment. We'll, we'll do uh, an investigation and try and correlate the evidence, uh, the physical evidence we get with what I'm picking up um sometimes it's not always paranormal sometimes it's the mouse in the walls that are scratching but it's our job not only to find paranormal but to also debunk things that maybe aren't paranormal
0: well that's true that's very true Mm -hmm. so let's go back to uh helping law enforcement so how has that been working out
1: you know what it's been um it's 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 um rewarding i'll put it that way it's rewarding uh, you know, I certainly don't charge for anything like that. We don't charge for investigations. You know, this is something that to me, I, 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 it's, it's part of my duty to be able to help if I can help in any way. And it puts people's minds at rest. So if I can cause, um, you know, just reason for, for somebody's death or if I can help to, you know, um, answer questions for people or find that individual that's gone missing, that's, you know, that's why I do what I do. And I will do anything possible to be able to help.
0: Do you have any examples
1: at hand? Um, there was a, um, my goodness, there's so many, uh, there was a situation where, and unfortunately due to confidentiality, I can't release names and stuff like that. Um, but there was a scenario where there was a a person deemed suicide and it ended up being a murder. Wow. And I was able to pinpoint how it happened and the individual was able to, uh, be prosecuted. Uh, there is another scenario where um, they couldn't find the body and I was able to kind of pinpoint the location as to where the body was and they were able to, to locate that. Sometimes I'm able to find the smoking gun. Um, sometimes, you know, it comes down to people will contact me and, and, and ask me where they left their keys. So, it, you know, it just kind of depends on the scenario. But yes, I've been, I've been uh, quite successful in that regard to be able to help people.
0: That's amazing. It really is. It Thank really you. is. Mm-hmm. So tell me some of the stories over your lifetime that you've been involved in. And I know that, unfortunately, you know, you can't mention names or places, which mm-hmm. we understand, but, you
1: know. So, so in terms of, of psychic mediumship or as far as, like, paranormal investigation? Oh. All. Well, there's a resident uh, haunt that we call we call it a resident haunting that we go to that's local. it's called it's very infamous here called Buck Hill Road. I talk about it a lot, but our team has has gone there probably over 60 times now throughout the years uh, to, to conduct investigations. And um, there is an urban legend that stipulates uh, that this place there was, there was a little girl that went out looking for her dog in a, in a storm and she never returned. And the father is said, to be looking for her with the lantern. So if you go down this road, it's a, it's a gravel road, it's a dirt road, it's in the middle of nowhere, it's on a very high elevation. And if you go there and you point your lights and you point them down at night and you flash them three times, and you say, you know, daddy, 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 looking for your father, that this man is said to come up the hill. Throughout the years, uh, through the investigations, we have never been able to correlate that evidence. However, we do believe, I don't believe, I know that it is very, very haunted. And the conclusion that we've come to is that it is uh, essentially a, a setting of the veil. It's a portal. It's a haunted highway. Um, we have EMF spikes over 200. There's no electrical uh, reason to why. It's, it's a natural, you know, it's not an ever flowing uh, EMF spike. So that means like there's no natural, I mean, we all have natural EMF, but it's just, it's, there's no, um, there's no rhythm to it. Um, we have been scratched, bitten, burned, th- rocks thrown at us to the point where we think that there is some interdimensional, perhaps uh, Bigfoot things going on there. So wow. we think it's really kind of a portal or I don't want to call it a stargate, but, it's, you know, a vortex as to where all of this energy comes. We have investigated it with the police there. Uh, And we we did some experimentation. So that's a really great place. If you were up here, I would bring you in a heartbeat because I think it's something that you would not be disappointed. Um, For those of you viewing, you're welcome to look up Buck Hill Road in Round Lake, Ontario, Canada. Uh, There are sightings of lights that are seen in on this road that show up. It's a green light. Our team has seen them multiple times. So there's a lot going on there. So that's something that is really close to my heart. as far as helping people, you know, I, I, the most rewarding I get is when I tap into a timeline or I tap into an ailment, and I can help the person. Um, you know, I've had several occasions where, um, you know, I, I've spotted cancer or I've spotted something wrong, and the, you know, I say, I don't care if you don't believe me, just go to the doctor, prove me wrong, and they will go and they will get the ultrasound or get the X-ray, MRI, whatever it is. And it turns out to be, and it's not that I want to be correct. It's that I want to be able to help the individual to get, to get better. So those, that means the most to me, um, as far as, as um, you know, things that I have not enjoyed as a psychic medium, you know, people don't realize that it's not always sunshines and rainbows. I've, I've dealt with demonic cases, malevolent cases. I have a colleague on one of the TV shows that I'm a firm believer that this person passed away because of paranormal activity. She was a very, very well-known psychic medium, very well-respected. And uh, within a short period of time, she went through organ failure and died. And she had been dealing with a demonic case before that. So, I, you know, television has a wonderful way of portray- portraying how we think things should be, but they don't right. see after the fact. And they don't realize that, you know, I bring things home as due diligent as I am. I have these behind me. This isn't just for show. I use these every day. Um you know, and and you, it's it's so important to keep yourself safe. So there's a good side and a bad side to it.
0: Yeah, evidently you're right. I mean, that's 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 true. It, it's really amazing how people like you can go through life and doing the things that you have done to help people. Now, have you ever thought about the Appalachian Trail and how people go missing and? You ever thought about that?
1: About the what? I'm sorry.
0: Appalachian Trail.
1: Yes, yes. No, there's there's more to that story, my dear. I think that there's a there's there's a lot. I think that there is e- experimentation that is done um, with people not of this earth. I think that there are uh, settings in the veil in terms of tapping into uh, portals and going through things. I think that um, th- there's a lot more going on than than we realize, and uh, you know, I don't think people just simply go missing. Sometimes I think, in some cases, yes, accidents happen, but I feel like there's a lot more going on than, than we realize.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I kind of figured. Too many people's gone missing without a trace, and you know, it's just unbelievable. It really is.
1: How about the ones that go missing and then show up? Intact, and the timeline. You know how how bio, biology works, and how they should not be how they are in terms of remains. It's that does it doesn't make logic. It doesn't make logic uh, logical sense at all.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right on that. Now, going through your career, man, with your abilities and so forth, what are your most memorable ones? And what are your most, I don't want to say fear ones or fearable ones, but were the ones that ones that you do not want to reelect or recollect Mm. and go back and revisit?
1: Mm. Most memorable. Um, I was doing a a reading. I was doing a a group session. So so sometimes there's multiple people in, in, in the session. And I was explaining to these these ladies about an accident. I explained how there was a fatality. I explained that there was a, a tree involved. I explained that, you know, there there were uh, people who should have um, passed away, um, you know, and and but they didn't because they were they were very uh, you know the I'm going to call it the angels protected them. And all the while, these these ladies did not understand what I was talking about. They they were like, no, we don't know what you mean. You know, it doesn't make sense to us. This shouldn't be happening. And then they got the phone call during the session. And it was at that point that the fatality had happened. And exactly as I had seen it, predicted it, you know, it, it, it went along. And... Um, that was really memorable for me because, you know, it, I wish I could have prevented this accident, but I, I'm a firm believer that when it's meant to be, you know, I have a motto. If, if I'm not supposed to know, neither are you. And if I'm supposed to know, so are you. In other words, you know, if I'm seeing it, hopefully it can change, but sometimes it's just not, the time is just not right. So uh, it was tough because, um, you know, I, I couldn't prevent it. Um, there's other scenarios where I can prevent things. In terms of um, let's say uh, instances where um, you know it's 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 not something I want to remember, these are the instances where, unfortunately, even though I'm due diligent and I and I do my best to keep my my family and my friends and my paranormal team safe, I end up bringing things home. Uh, there was an instance where um, there was something very demonic that that followed me home, and affected my children to the point where cleansing and, and, and things had to, oh, had to wow. be done. Um, and and uh, my, one of my children was I ended up speaking in tongues. And thank God, um, you know, I was able to to get rid of it. But that was a very scary thing. And that ended up traveling and affecting my family three hours away. My parents, their farm affecting their animals. They, you know, the farm animals affecting a lot of things. And what people don't realize is demonic kind of, it's kind of like a tentacle on an octopus. It spreads. So it affects where you're the weakest and it's going to dig in. I'm a pretty strong personality and I go in with confidence. So it's going to hit my weakness, which is my children. And once I was able to cast it out of there, it was my family and then my friends. And then, and so it's it just, it, it suctions on and holds on for dear life until it realizes it has no power over you. So that is something that I never want to revisit again.
0: Wow, that's... That's ludicrous right there. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you're out in public, do you, you hear voices and people are hollering at you saying, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, hey, listen to me. Do You hear all that stuff?
1: To a certain degree, yes. And for those of you, you know, thinking of hearing voices, I have been tested. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do get downloads. Yes, I do. Um, I, I have learned over the years how to turn it down, dial it down a little bit. So it's not affecting me as badly. I, um, you know, when I go grocery shopping, I'm going grocery shopping, but I leave my window open a little bit just so that if somebody is in need, I'm able to help. So I'll give an example. Uh, you know, last year, year before I was doing some grocery shopping. And so uh, it was in between picking my kids up after school. So I ran to the grocery store and I was running home to get the groceries, you know, away before I could pick them up. And I got to my, I got out of my car, walked to my front door and there was a, an entity standing there and she was covered in blood. And she, she said, help me, help me. And I, and immediately I you said, you know, where, where are you? Like, where are you? How can I help? What, what's the instance? And she said, I need to speak to my family. And I said, did this just occur? Like, did you know, did this occur? And she said, no. I said, do they know that you're dead? And she said, yes. And I said, you know, is this, is this an open case? Do they know who did this to you? And she said, yes. And I said, well, then you're going to have to wait a minute. I got to put my groceries away. And so <laughs> I kind of shut it down, did what I had to do, and came, opened up my energy again. And I said to her, you know, why are you contacting me? What is it? And she said, Um, I am, uh, I'm coming to you because somebody that's scheduled for you this week for one of your readings wants to speak to me, but I want, I, I want to talk to them. And I said, okay, you need to wait until, uh, you know, it's your time. And I, and I promise you, I will get any message that you need, you know, back to this person and so she left she never bugged me again for the rest of the week so that was a Monday and a Thursday it came along and I I started you know I got to the location and I was reading this lady and all of a sudden the woman popped up behind and then that's when I had said to her you have a woman that was murdered by this person at this time this way she has and the woman was just like flabbergasted and she said oh my god and I said she's been she bothered me earlier this week she didn't bother me but she came to me so there's instances like that that occur. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't openly, like, listen to the voices. I, I'm not somebody that, that uh, you know, just opens myself up. I try to do it in a directional manner because I'm also a mother, you know, and I'm also, you know, I also have a, a physical human life as well.
0: Oh, hell no. <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. There's no way.
1: I'll tell you something. There was an, a, a scenario one time where a woman suspected she was being haunted. And she asked me to go into the location. Her little girls were, were, she had two small children and she was having a rough go. So I went into the house and immediately I didn't feel, I didn't feel good. Like it was bad juju. So I, I, you know, I get this heavy oppressed feeling. And so I I was walking around the location and where I was directed to go. And I got to the child's room and the child, uh, she was maybe about four years old. And she said to me, this is where she sees me. And I said to her, who, honey, who sees you? And I, you know, I work with a lot of psychic children and, and she said, the woman. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, she comes to my window. It was a second story window. So we know that, you know, that that this is, this is not something that a a, a human can walk up to and peer in. There's no way the ladder could get up there. And so, you know, she was, she described what I had seen. And it was at that point that the woman knew I was there. This the only way I can describe it is I would say she would be like a banshee or she was some some witch interdimensional. She was not uh she was not human. And she cloaked me for the first time in my life. She cloaked me, which means that she took away my abilities or she put a wallet that I could not see, feel, hear, have any of that psychic feeling. It was like I was frozen. And I know you say that that um you would not want to deal with that stuff. But I was more fearful not having those abilities and feeling empty with nothing than I have with my abilities. And so I had to leave that location and cleanse before I could get my kind of my abilities back or, or get rid of that cloak. And it took a lot for that family to to get rid of that that, that Banshee, that that heckler, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we did multiple cleansings, multiple... Um, uh, you know, different kind of, I don't want to call them exorcisms, but, you know, lightnings to get to get rid of it from hoodoo to voodoo to uh, Christian to like Wiccan, many different forms. Ultimately, the damage was already done. That family had already experienced uh, financial difficulties, marital difficulties, educational difficulties. And so they ended up selling that house. Now, it's a local home and the other individuals that moved in, haven't I haven't gotten a call from them yet. So I'm hoping that 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 Banshee left.
0: Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So how does your your spouse deal with all this?
1: He's supportive. Um not necessarily I think he understands. He understands it. Um, wants to learn more about it. It's intrigued about it, but it's not in it. it It's not in it for the same reasons. I'm in it. So he doesn't go to investigations. He's not part of the team um, But he, he you know, he knows it exists. He knows I'm not crazy. Let's put it that way <laughs> He asks That's me amazing. for the lottery numbers a lot He asks me for the lottery numbers a lot. and I try to explain to him, you know, if I if I could get that We'd be a Tahiti sipping on cocktails right now. It's not meant for selfish gain you know, these abilities right. are meant to help others.
0: Right. Right. So have you ever been sitting there just talking to somebody and all of a sudden you just see what's going to happen to them in the near future or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you actually just tell them or?
1: Yes. Yep, you do. What I do is I ask their guides permission. Is this something that I can tell them? Is this something that you want me to bring up? Is this something that you want me to show? I, I am not self-entitled in the sense that um, think of it like a doctor-person relationship, okay? You know, a doctor, unless you ask, unless you seek that appointment, the doctor can't necessarily just walk up and say, you need to get this sorted out, right? If a person is in distress, is a little it's a little different. Um, but for me, what I do is I will ask their guides, my guides and their guides permission and say, hey, is this okay? If I if I feel that um, you know there there's a there's there's going to be a problem, that's it's it's how I approach the subject. But no, I will warn people. I will warn people. And some people take it better than others. Some people don't understand. I was at a horse show a few years ago. I used to be quite competitive, and I was riding around in the pen getting my horse ready for for a class. And this woman rode by, and. I saw this man down at the fence screaming as the top of his lungs, trying to get her attention. And he was—he had been passed away, and so he kept. He, once he saw me, and I, he knew that I saw him, he started screaming at me, and he was saying, "Please, please help me! I, I'm trying so hard. Please, please tell her I'm trying to get a hold of her." And so I had—I, you know—I kind of did a circle and rode back around and kind of rode up to her, and I said, you know. Miss, I you know I hope you don't take this the wrong way, and you know how do you say this? But I I said you know I I just I have a message for you. Please don't think I'm crazy. However, there is a man over there that's passed away that is desperately trying to get your attention. He wants you to know that he it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. He wants he doesn't blame you, and he says you made the right choice, and that uh, he loves you. And that, um, you know, don't ever forget, and that it was him with the garbage cans, and he's going on and on and on and telling me this stuff. And she's just like, deer in the headlights, had no idea. And she just kind of backed off and walked away. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what have I done? What I've traumatized this poor woman few hours later, uh, she, she came back and she said, listen, I'm so sorry I walked away. It was not appropriate of me for to do that. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, this man is desperate to get a hold of you. I just want to be able to relay the message. I apologize if I overstepped my bounds. I did not mean to. She said, no. She said, what you don't know is that my husband was killed at a workplace accident. He was killed a year ago. Um, shortly after he died, he was very, very angry in spirit and he was throwing things in the kitchen. He had thrown my garbage can. He had thrown a few things, but he didn't throw them at me. But he was trying to get, you know, I was scared because I was trying to, to uh, I didn't understand it. And she said, his best friend and I ended up coming together. And I feel so guilty that I, you know, he is gone and I'm now in love with his best friend. And she said, you know, when you told me these things, like, it validated absolutely everything. And it just, it, I was overwhelmed. And she said, and I apologize. I said, no, I'm sorry. She said, thank you so much for letting me know this because, you know, it's put my mind at ease. And and he wanted her to know that he wasn't upset that he, she was with his best friend, that he wanted this and that he was happy and that he was, you know, the garbage can. He was just trying to get her attention to let, it, let her know that he was okay. So it's scenarios like that, that, you know, you don't know how people are going to take it. I'm just grateful that she was okay with the information I gave her.
0: That's wild. That's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: It really is. Thank you. So what else do you have? I mean, this is quite, this is quite interesting.
1: I have so many stories. Um, oh my goodness. Um, you know, from, from telling people, you know, uh, Oh, here. Okay. Here's a good one. So I read a lady, uh, one time and I explained to her about an accident. I explained to her that the accident was going to occur around a corner. I explained that the person's speed was a factor. I was told that it was, there was no alcohol or drugs related. I was told that the person was going to, um, you know, be be protected, divinely protected. And that um, there was no pieces left of the vehicle. Like they, it, literally there's no pieces left. Uh, three months went by and I got a phone call from the woman who said that indeed her, her husband was in this car accident. There were deer that had jumped out. It was early in the morning. He was traveling to work around a corner on a rural highway. And the accident occurred. And the vehicle rolled seven times. And there was nothing left of of the car. Nothing. To the point where he was literally sitting in the seat, the driver's seat. And, I mean, the dash was like six feet away. Okay. It was literally crumpled. And they don't understand how this man was 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 intact. The problem was he was in a coma. and the doctors had said that it had been I think it had been ten days, ten to eleven days that he had been in this coma when the accident occurred. And she said to me, you know they they want me to pull the plug. They, they say that he, there's no brain function that uh, you know th- that he's he's going and, and I just I, I want to speak to you first and and know whether or not you know am I making the right decision. And I told her, do not in this circumstance, do that. The only person that's going to choose is him. And I said, give him three days, give him three days that you have to ask him to stay. What people don't realize is that when we, death, we, we have out of body experiences all the time. We astral project, we, we have out of body experiences and what, what causes death is that cut in the tetherment or the umbilical cord from our spirit to our body. So if our body cannot physically sustain life, in other words, you know, the body is too damaged, uh, you know, the brain or or physical, you know, organs and and such, then obviously you can't sustain life. But in certain circumstances like this, your body is taken, your spirit is taken out of your body to try and protect things. The tetherman is still there, but that individual is not in his body. He was not there. He was basically standing beside his body and didn't know how to get back in. And so what I said to her was that you need to try and, you know, explain to him to, to how to get back in his body, that he needs to try to do this. And three days later, she called me back and he opened his eyes. Wow. And not in every circumstances that happens. Sometimes there is, there's, there's no sustaining of life when that coma happens, but there are other scenarios where, yes, it does happen. So I was really blessed and happy that I could help him. Now he has made a full recovery full recovery. Wow. The only brain damage that that gentleman sustained was he, he doesn't remember the accident, but he does remember a woman's voice telling him to stay calm, telling him that you were okay, telling him that the paramedics are coming, telling him that, um, you know, stay still, don't move. And there was never a woman that had entered that accident site. All the paramedics were male. The people who came across the accident were male. And that goes to show that his guide was guiding him the whole time.
0: Wow, that's something else. Now, another question that usually comes up quite a bit is, how can you tell a real one, a truthful one, from a mm, fake one?
1: Mm, that is a great question. When I'll, I'll tell you how I work. Okay, so when if somebody contacts me, I have Facebook. You know, I have Facebook. I have a page on Facebook. I have a website and stuff like that. But I don't. I have an automated message that comes up and says you know, call me because I don't like knowing anything. So, you know, if somebody was, so, so get the, they'll get that message, they phone my number, they'll ask me for a reading, I'll ask them if it's going to be virtual on video or I'll ask them if it's going to be in person. The only information that I want from the individual is their first name, their last initial and their phone number. And obviously the method as to which we're going to, to do the information, I don't want any other information. Um, so basically what we do is we sit down and we'll go through and I tell you what I see. I tell people when you're gonna go for a reading, it is imperative, two things. One, get a second opinion, never stick with one psychic because somebody else might be able to give you something that I can't and vice versa. And two, do your research, Google, websites, references, look to see if these people are reputable, okay? Um, Another thing for me, this isn't about money. For me, when I do readings, this isn't about money. So I tell people I, I, I do not accept a payment until after the reading. Okay, I do your reading first. Um, and if you feel that I am worthy of, of, of that reading, if you think that I was, I was able to give you what you needed and what you felt was, was worthy of it, then payment occurs. Anybody who contacts you for a reading. So TikTok is really bad right now. TikTok and certain methods where people will get contacted. Hey, I want to read you. I'm a psychic medium stay away they're scammers i can honestly say in the thousands of readings that i have done i have never reached out for someone to say that you need a reading and and so that's a real telltale sign another thing that's important is to be skeptical any good psychic is going to tell you something that you can't find on the internet as a psychic doing my job the proper way I should be able to validate what those entities or what premonitions or what things I'm seeing. Okay. There's no, there's nothing on the internet that would have told me about the garbage can and the best friend and the this and that in the scenario that I told you about. So it's really important. Um, I think people uh, go into readings with, with a certain expectation that we're all the same and we're not. Um, some psychics use, uh, you know, tarot cards or Oracle cards, or um, they use, you um, uh, different t- types of divination where it's scrying or uh, psychometry holding an object. Um, you know, I, I have a pen and a paper and I scribble. This is my work. I scribble. So when I'm reading, I'm, I'm downloading as the person's talking. And so, um, you know, it just, it depends on what you want out of the reading in terms of, uh, of um, uh, what you think you're going to get. Be open-minded, absorb the information you, that you get. Don't judge it right away. I tell people sometimes it's it's, it's not going to make sense to you now but it will in time so really it's kind of what you expect going in you know uh, uh they're gonna say a good psychic's gonna tell you something that they can't find
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense because we are seeing a lot of fakes and phonies out there absolutely quite a bit and it's pretty sad mm-hmm. is because they're taking people's money Mm-hmm. And and the money that they're taking is scarce money that it's made or called bill money that mm-hmm. they're passing up to get a reading, hopefully to reach a loved one or to try to get a message from a loved one.
1: You got it. People take advantage. I had one lady one time contact me and said that a psychic told her for a thousand dollars she could get rid of the evil entity in her house, but she had to have she had to be she had to come in there, but it's going to cost her a thousand dollars. Wow! You know that it, I am not going to judge anybody else, but for me, when I when we do any investigations, when we're when we're going into a location, when I'm walking into a location, setting up equipment, doing you know doing a uh, get a line a read on on the location for a haunting that we don't charge. When I go to somebody's location for cleansings, I do not charge. There's a lot of things I don't charge for. Again, working with police, working with psych children, <clears throat> because it's about integrity and honesty. You know, if I, if I could do this, if money was of no object, you know, I, I would do this just for the love of doing it because I like to help people.
0: Right. No, I mean, I totally understand that. Now, what would you say... Are your, I don't want to say heroes, but who are your people that you look up to in this world of abilities that you're capable
1: of? Oh, my goodness. You know, one one individual that I absolutely adore and I did a lot of research on and I, and I understood the way he does things is uh, Edgar Cayce. Edgar Casey, uh, I've been down to the, the, the uh, A.R.E. Institute in Virginia, um, you know, he has a wonderful institute, had a wonderful institute down there, um, and I think he was awesome. He was so amazing. He could Now, I don't necessarily channel the same way he does, but, you know, he was able to, to channel. He was able to, um, to tap into uh, people's ailments and see what was wrong. Uh, the holes are, you know, that's another, you know, as far as like looking into information, I love the way that he operated and really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of doing things. Um, who else? There's so many people. Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw is a colleague and I, I very much look up to him. He he just kind of knows his stuff and he walks in with confidence. He knows what he's doing. Um, and, uh, oh my goodness, there's so many. I can't even, I can't, I can't name them all, but there's so many. Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh- you know, one of the ones that rings a bell for me is uh, I know of them, mm-hmm. and uh, we see a lot of movies from them, and that's the Warrens. Yes. What do you think about them?
1: The Warrens were great. Um, Lorraine, she, you know what? They, I mean, they were a breed of their own. They were trailblazers. They were able to, you know, do things that nobody else could Um and, and the thing is with those people is they were met with so much criticism. they kind of tr- path, you know paved the path for us. Um, I, I think that they were they're great. it's 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 a shame that they had to go. It's a shame. I mean, age does things. But I'm glad that they were able to leave a legacy with their son-in- law. And I'm glad that the, you know he continues to do things. There's a show right now on uh, uh, twenty eight days Haunted, um, yeah. that you know they kind of tap into it where he's kind of pushing the limits for the twenty eight day theory. And I think it's great. They had really great um, method- methodology of doing things.
0: Yeah. You know, I noticed every psychic or medium is different. Mm-hmm. I know their techniques are different. Different. Mm-hmm. I know their, the way they tackle things are different. And it, it, it's amazing how everybody has different views and aspects on how they view things and tackle things in a way, I guess I should say.
1: I think that it's important to realize that uh, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own signature. Um, If I had a nickel for every time someone came up to me and said, "Well, you don't have the gypsy headband and the crystal ball and you know, (laughs) you know, you don't look like a psychic. And I'm like, what, what, what does a psychic look like? Like, if you have that idealism in your mind, you need to do more research, you know, because it's not about what you what you look like. It's about what you could download. You know, we Watch are
0: messengers. TV.
1: You got it. But but how can you blame people because that's where they're learning these things, right? And that's why I do television. That's why I do my, I have a podcast. That's why I do what I do because I want to try to educate. I want to learn. I want to spread the knowledge that people don't have a preconceived notion of how things go. You know, not every uh, paranormal investigation is demonic. Not everyone one. Is, is like, you know, things are whipping across the room every 10 seconds. Sometimes it's monotonous. Sometimes you get nothing. Um, and so people have this preconceived notion that it's supposed to be a certain way. And, and if you know, if, if one in 10 people contacted me because they thought they had normal haunting rather than a demon in their house, like there's so many people, they go right to the negative every single time. And once I educate them that they don't need to be afraid, it's them that has the power to be able to get rid of this entity or to, to, you know, to not allow this entity to attach. That's when they start to kind of shift and they realize they don't need to be afraid anymore. You ever have nightmares? Um, all the time, (laughs) all the time. Um, nightmares. So what do I have? I have, um, I've had attachments. So your subconsciousness when you're dreaming Happens to be open, and that's when entities can get in and and, and cause havoc. The last time that I was at Buck Hill, um, you know, we had left. It was a very intense uh, investigation. We had left the location that night. I was visited, had an attachment physically, like in terms of like, uh, you know, I could see it. And then when I stepped into my dream state, it affected me in my dreams, and it did the oh, wow. same to my team members all of which we didn't know until we correlated the next morning and saying, Hey, this, this gentleman came in and yada, yada, yada. So it's, it, it happens more than, you know, as far as um, this stuff happening, like, you know, as far as like the, the energy happening and and the the hauntings that you're getting. um, But it's just how you get rid of it. You know, it's not, uh, it's sometimes it's not as simple as just waking up. Sometimes it affects you in multiple ways
0: yeah and and you're right and it actually does so uh it it, it's amazing you know to hear everybody's different stories and and uh everything i don't know why all these these uh people's messages are like coming across as numbers it, yeah, there we go. Maybe
1: it's paranormal,
0: yeah. (laughs) That's that's a different story from off the record. Uh, Jeremy York, uh, can be very misunderstanding because so many people are close minded. I try to understand as much as I can. Uh, Appalachian, uh, tales of Traer, that's Jim. Hello, good sir. Hope you're well, Jimmy. Yes, I am. Thank you. Jimmy York, has she ever had anything trying to contact her while she's doing a show on Sunday nights?
1: All the time.
0: Yes. Really?
1: So my yes. Yeah, so my my good friend Richard Ruland and myself do a podcast every Sunday night um on Things Network. We have a couple networks actually. And um, um Yes, sometimes we're reading and we're getting these people, it's a live interactive podcast, just as this. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm getting messages from people's loved ones or getting messages in warnings, and I have to learn how to bite my tongue because we have only so much time that we can do. We've, it's 90 minutes and so we're pretty jam packed in that time frame. but yes, uh, we get a lot of uh, viewers who will contact us and say, we heard a voice, you know, at this time at this time and this time, go back and listen. And so we'll go back and you can hear the EVPs coming through. And sometimes it's on Richard's side and sometimes it's on my side.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what we're going to start doing here shortly is we're going to actually take live phone calls.
1: Oh, okay. I'm all about so, that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to yep. be pretty interesting. I got the equipment and everything. I just got to set it up and get it tested. So uh, that's been a, been a big request from uh, people. Good. is to take my phone call. So it's going to be really interesting. So we're looking into that. And like I cool. said, I got everything, so I just got to get set up. But, uh, you know, what is your advice to people about psychics and mediums and rakes or rakers and stuff? I mean. Okay.
1: So psychic and medium. The first thing is not every psychic is a medium, but every medium is a psychic. So some people only tap into timelines, and that is not a bad reflection on them. That's just how they see things. They see the past, present, and future. Psychic mediums are able to tap into timelines, and they're able to see dead people. Okay. Now, the medium side of things usually... Uh, a medium is a psychic medium. But on a rare occasion, they can just be mediums. Again, I'm not saying just as in it's not good enough. I'm just saying that's the, how they download their information. So, really look into what you want out of your session when you're deciding to do it. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is be careful what you wish for. Really be careful what you wish for. You have to go into a reading with the thought pattern that you may not, it might not be what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. A lot of people kind of step back and go, Oh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if it's what I thought it was, or I didn't know what, you know, I didn't expect that. That's important. Um, and thirdly, again, please do your research. Please do your research. Um, I tell my clients after a session, if you think of any other questions, you know, people will get off the line or they'll, they'll, they'll hang up or they'll, you know, the rest of the afternoon, they'll think of another 10 questions and go, Oh, I should have asked this. Don't hesitate to reach out. But, don't go once a month. Don't go. The guy I keep kind of a limit. I tell people minimum six months. You know, if you have a couple of questions, I have no problems answering that for you. Like, that's good. I'll, I'll answer it, but try not to cut, get into an addictive behavior where every decision that you make has to come from a psychic because you need to make those decisions for yourself. You have to let fate take its course.
0: That it makes a lot of sense. It really does. So how does people contact you?
1: Well, there's a few ways that they can contact me. I have a website, Um, I also have a Facebook page, Katie Turner Sensitive Psychic Medium. Um, and so you can go into those pages. You can look me up. There's references. There's all that stuff. You can see some of the work that I've done and the podcasts that I do with Richard. Um, and then at that point, you can send me a message. Uh, and, and there'll be an automated uh, message that comes up with my phone number. You can, and at that point, I ask you to call me, send me a text message. And uh, we'll, we can set up an appointment up from there. As far as a paranormal investigation, uh, our website is the Canadian It's Supernatural Research Society.com. Um, so you can look us up there or you can go to my psychic medium page either way um, and you can contact us through there. Um, and if, if you're not in our local area, uh, you know, we, I have kind of a network of people around the world that that i work with and if you know i will try and find you a reputable team that can go in and help you if you need such or even you know a psychic for a cleansing i'll try and help you find somebody reputable that can go in and and do what needs to be done
0: well that's awesome thank you ladies and gentlemen you heard it from katie turner another wonderful guest on grizzly show you heard it from the one and only I will take advantage of it. That's for sure. Did you have fun today?
1: I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it was oh, a lot of fun. Wonderful. Thank you for all the awesome questions and, and uh the viewers, thank you so much as always.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, and we'll definitely have you back on the show. Oh, thank That's you. for sure. Thank you. And if you want to be on Grizzly Show, all you have to do is email me at Grizzly The Paranormal at That's Grizzly the Paranormal at Grizzly is on the hunt for psychics and mediums. So please reach out and send me an email. From coast to coast and around the world, we must say goodbye, everybody. Until next time, we'll see ya. Good day.